0: Welcome to the debut show of Experiments in Mind. What I foresee for this project is to be the research and development department of the Knights of Awakening. Hopefully, in dissecting reality, looking into the metaphysical, looking into pseudoscience, some things of that sort, we will be able to learn a little bit about our reality probably change ourselves, learn and develop our own minds, the actual tool that we're using to dissect that reality will sharpen, hopefully. And ultimately, I hope to weave together by worming our way through experiments a kind of Celtic knotwork, a patchwork, uh, a fabric of cohesive information that would be a valuable book that we could put that in or maybe even just a a list of principles that if anyone follows, they can experience things that are normally reserved for uh, people that have been trained in certain areas. So today we're going to be doing the overview of the whole program. There's nothing much to talk about because we don't have anything to talk about yet. The format of the show is going to be uh, usually, from, from this day forward, it will be the first half talking about the experiment from the prior week, and the last part of the show will be explaining, or should I say, having questions arise from that previous experiment and discussing an experiment that we can do the next week to dig deeper into that. So it's going to hopefully take on a, a really organic flow as we explore things. I'm, I'm not going to try to jump around from, you know, Santorio one week to uh, asking people to grow fruit flies another week, if that makes any sense. However, uh, the experiments may look radically different. I'll try to keep them cheap. So that anybody can participate, um, and I'm working off of several different premises. One that um, is sort of a, a universality. It, it is the idea that whatever that whatever that paranormal stuff is beyond the veil, is timeless. It 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 has always been the same. In other words, what people could do a thousand years ago, we can do today and what we can do today, people will be able to do in a 1,000 years. I'm also working off the premise that nobody's special, that um, everyone has the capability of developing certain techniques or applying information in a certain way to get certain results. So this is not something that uh, I wouldn't wouldn't consider to be an elitist philosophy at all. It's more of a... uh, every man's metaphysical journey, as it were. So that's the, the layout of the show, is discussing the and, and correlating the data that we got from the week before, seeing where that takes us, raising more questions, and then setting ourselves up to dig deeper over the following week and then meeting back up again the week after that and doing it all over again. I don't see there being an end to it. Um, I don't, I don't, I don't see a final conclusion, a definitive answer of anything. It is a an exploration, and I think we'll be able to draw a lot from it. But I don't really see any kind of hard evidence to um, because ultimately you have eventually what you have right now. The reality is you see it, so but there'll be no there'll be no final answer, no end to the show, even if the show quits airing. So to, to start on this, why science? Why why of all the things that I could pick, why 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 would I pick science to do it? There's a there's obviously religious ways of doing it. Um, a lot of spiritual people in the world are are, are researching that way. Um, there's the historical way. There's the um, the academic way. People go to college to learn things. But why science? Well, I view science as a systemic way of organizing information. And as part of the KOA group, I highly value awareness and things of that sort and critical thinking. And that's going to be one of the first things we talk about, is critical thinking skills, what it means and how we can apply it to our lives. And I hope, once Justin gets done explaining it, that uh, we'll be able to see the connection between how what we're doing in this show can bleed over into normal everyday life and actually change us and make us more efficient and things of that sort. So, Justin, without further ado, will you explain critical thinking to me and the audience?
1: So, I'm Justin, of course. Hello, everyone. Thank you for joining us in this first episode of Experiments in Mind. And and that was David. He forgot to tell you who he was. That's David there. Hi, David. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So critical thinking. Uh, It's very important. Uh, It's almost like a scientific method for for thinking, right? I think that's why we we picked this to talk about this first. So so, uh, I'll start us off with what is it? Uh, It's an Intellectual discipline process. Of course, you're you're actively thinking, and you're and you're using uh, um, discipline to actively and skillfully uh, conceptualizing what's what you're seeing and and the information you're taking in. You're uh, applying, uh, analyzing, evaluating uh, the information. um, Using awareness, observation but you're also taking in things like experience, uh, the ability to reflect on what you've seen in the past. That's similar to things that you're seeing now uh, using the ability to reason um, practice and discipline communication. And it's what we call in my field of work, we call it the totality of circumstances is another way I would, I would describe critical thinking. It's, Reacting to something, whether that be an incident or information, but using a very – I keep going back to this word discipline – using a very disciplined set of criteria to process this information, and then come to the best possible conclusion that you can. What do you think of that, Dave?
0: I think that works. But um, ordinarily when we think, and we've discussed this before uh, on the KOA show, a lot of people go through life not really, let's let's take cars, for example. People don't care how the car runs so long as it runs. Um, In this particular show, and and that's built off of pragmatism, right? Um, Because that's all they want to do is go from point A to point B this particular show is a focus on the mind it's focused on the what what is commonly called willpower it's looking into uh chaos theories it's looking into esp things of that sort so if we're going to look into those and tear those apart then we can't just keep running with all the same uh biases and uh Pre, you know preconceived notions about things is that we, we we've always had otherwise the end result is going to be what we have already so we're gonna we're gonna have to think critically and use that system of pragmatism and realigning well what is important to the situation so for this show what is important to the to the situation is to is to look at the mechanics of how it works and why it's working that way and how you can use those properties in your own life and how you can uh, exploit them for your own benefit or benefit of other people, things of that sort. So it's not exactly, uh, you know, uh, rub yourself in this this snake oil and and shake this this bead and and this will happen. That does us no good. That's exactly what we're trying to, to go against, you know? And so we're unraveling so that we can take the bits and pieces, kind of like the way scientists have broken down matter into into atoms and subatomic particles so that they understand reality better. We're breaking down magical things so that we can see how magic happens. So critical thought about critical thinking, it almost makes you cross-eyed.
1: There's a couple of points by, by a uh, Dr. Rhonda Dubek, um, she wrote an article on it's called 16 Characteristics Characteristics of Critical Thinking Thinkers, and uh, interestingly enough, as we get into this today, this this list would really make sense, and maybe I'll post that it uh, in the notes after the show, um, but there's something that she says here, because it does almost go in lockstep with what we're going to be presenting today, David, as far as the, the scientific method and stuff, but uh, there's a point that she makes that, that I think wraps it up really nice for, as far as uh, what a critical thinker is or what critical thinking is. She says, it's more than just the accumulation of facts and knowledge. It's a way of approaching whatever is present, presently occupying your mind so that you can come to the best possible conclusion. Uh, and that critical thinkers, they clearly and rationally make logical connections between ideas. Yes,
0: you know that. That was a good quote. That fit exactly what we're trying to say here.
1: Thank you, Don. So, Thank you, Rhonda Bubek.
0: <laughs> right. So so that's the purpose of the show. That's what we're doing. I'm not a simple online radio host, nor is Justin. We are okay. And the audience, you, the listener. You're not just a listener. You don't get to just sit there on the bench and um, be a spectator. Science doesn't work that way. We need you. We need your data. And as you follow along with with us each week, we need you to participate in the experiments as closely as we describe them and share with us your data. Now, I'll get into the, uh, the disclaimers on that later, but Uh, We definitely need audience participation. That's what makes science work. I can, well, a lot of people can experience things and tell you about them. Um, But at the end of the day, all you've got is hearsay. You've got their story. What I'm doing right now is I'm giving you the chance to take your hands and reach down in there and isolate the fibers of reality Play with them yourself and, and see what you see and compare it with what I see. Maybe we'll see the same things. Maybe we won't. And then if we don't, we got to find out why. That's the, that's the beauty of the situation. It's not a, um, this is not a one-way street. It's not me uh, giving you the truth. This is me raising the question and us finding the truth together and if i'm wrong i want to know i know there's a lot of people <laughs> that won't agree with that statement but i really do find i really do like finding out when i'm wrong uh and sometimes it takes me uh a, a little bit longer to admit it when when it happens and sometimes not but there's no ego here um and hopefully our data will stand good for itself and we'll be able to to compare that and work together but that only works if you send it in uh future episodes, Justin or I will have a an, an email address that you can send that to. You're always welcome to call in on the show, and we will take notes as you say it and, and, and get it down that way. So listener participation is most valuable with this work that we're doing. And um, so probably start talking about the scientific method and how we're actually going to go about doing it. There's a video, the copy of it that I have is called, The Scientific Method is Crap, by Timon Cook. It is a TED Talks video, and he is a physicist and a teacher, and he talks about the scientific method, and why, well, I'll put it this way, why the old school scientific method fails a lot of people, it's not applicable to them, it's intimidating in certain ways, And he has a more organic, more humanistic approach to doing the same exact thing, if not better, because it's more applicable in areas of science. As of right now, for instance, we cannot build um, a Saturn in a laboratory, right? So uh, there's a lot of things that we want to – the scientists are very interested in. It's just they can't do it because of physical constraints or, or cost or whatever. So. Uh, there's two different forms of scientific method. He's going to discuss both of them, and Justin has them uh, on MP3. He's just going to play them in the video, and we're going to mute our phones and just let Team and Cook take it, and we'll be back whenever he gets done.
1: I do have a link to that video in the description uh, for those of you You should watch it. Uh, it's a really good video. What I like most about it is, is that scientific Questions and issues these days are more complicated than they used to be, I think, and our solutions need to be more complex. More complex. But um, we'll go ahead and play this, this first clip for you.
2: If it's been a while for you, as it has been for me since middle school, let me run through it real quick for you. First of all, step one, identify a problem. Step two, do some research. Step three, Form a hypothesis. Step four, do an experiment with some independent and dependent variables to test your hypothesis. Step five, analyze data. Step six, draw a conclusion. It sounds good, right? It certainly matches what we see on TV and in movies and what we see on the news. Unfortunately, it completely misrepresents what scientists do and what science is all about. And this manifests in four main ways. First of all, it's incredibly linear. We start with a problem statement and we end with a conclusion. This implies that science is something that's once and done, fixed for all time. Secondly, it's not very intuitive. How do I choose a problem? What do I do with my conclusion when I'm done? If I have no idea what should or even could happen, how do I come up with a hypothesis? This makes the process intimidating and dangerous. Three, there's a focus on conclusion, reaching the conclusion, on getting a fact. Well, what happens when the information changes? What happens when facts change? How does this process capture that? And finally, the focus on experimentation. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm a big fan of teaching students to control for whatever random variables they can but there's been a lot of really good science that's been done without being able to control for, well, anything. For a moment, I'd like for you to imagine what budget it would take to create a laboratory here on Earth to study the interior of Jupiter, or to form a star from scratch, or to study a galaxy's development. Do you want your tax dollars to go toward that? Now you may be thinking, well, it's probably not that bad. I mean, we've trained generations of scientists using the scientific method, myself included. Uh, Surely, I'm exaggerating. Well, let me walk through a few statistics with you. 65% of Americans have little to no idea what scientists do on a day-to-day basis. (laughs) 50% of them, however, have considered it, whatever it is, dangerous. 32% of middle schoolers, of 8th graders, score at or above proficiency in science in 2011. The good news is that's up from 30% in 2009. The bad news is that implies that 68%, two-thirds, middle schoolers, score below proficiency. 30% of elementary school teachers feel well-prepared to teach science. Now, that's compared to 50. percent
0: I went a little bit over there on, on on playing that clip, but that's fine, that's fine. Um, so he laid it out. It's very linear. It's not intuitive problems of that sort. We're going to try to pick and choose when we do experiments and how. Um, obviously, we don't need a control for certain things. Like um, if we were going to experiment with the uh, uh, Newtonian, you know, gravity, what comes up must come down do you really need a tennis ball to set there on the ground to prove that without being tossed up in the air, tennis balls do not just leap into the air. You don't need that. So um, certain other, other times you definitely need a control. Um, like, you know, uh, months from now when we get into doing the, the whole rice experiment where we, we put rice in jars and, and send nasty thoughts at one and, and really good pleasant thoughts at another, you need that third jar. And, you need beyond spending time with those jars sending those vibes at the rice you, you they you, they need to be all treated equal that means all the rice needs to come from the same bags same water being boiled in all with, with all the rice that kept in the same location same amount of sunlight etc so controls in in that sense are very important because unless you know what Un, unbothered rice looks like you have nothing to compare your your negative jar to your positive jar with except for against each other so sometimes controls are important sometimes they're not and, and, and a lot of these it's just not feasible it, if a large group of people are doing it um, you really can't coordinate on that scale because a lot of people just simply aren't going to have the resources to, to like, if, if we needed a hundred dollar gadget, a lot of people would be kind of left out on that. And it's, it's up to my uh, part of my job is to think about the experiment before we get into one and how, how can we do an experiment together and everybody participate, but yet it still extrapolate the same, the same concept, the same variable that we're trying to test uh how do we make that all possible? so that's part of mine and Justin's job is to figure out um exactly how to how to go about that, but hopefully we'll be able to get it done. He has a very organic way of approaching the scientific method it's uh, it's more circular, and that I feel is what um I just feel like everybody does this naturally other than other than people that are you know wearing a, a white coat with the goggles standing in a laboratory um I think most most people are actually doing this on a daily basis, whether they're aware of it or not. Now some people do it better than others some people uh you know they accept uh, logical fallacies, their science gets muddied and and they just roll with it like they don't know or they don't care or they don't want to know um That's fine, you know that's how you roll. But but for my purposes, I'll, I'll try to. We're going to try to keep it clean, you know. Uh, that way, all the all the other variables that, that could affect anything are out. So let's listen to this second clip where he's talking about his particular better way of scientific thinking,
2: Justin. There is, however, a better way. Let me introduce you to the cycle of scientific thinking. This starts with interesting observations. What counts as interesting? Well, if you find yourself asking the question, what happened there? Why did that occur? What's going on? It's probably interesting. In the face of such questions, the human brain does an amazing thing. It tries to come up with an answer, a story, an explanation of what's going on. Now, a lot of people are perfectly happy to have an answer. But scientists, and this is what makes scientists different from other people, scientists want to know if their answer is right. And the way they do that is by saying, well, if my explanation is true, is is correct, then I should also see this. They make a prediction. And once you have a prediction, the only thing left to do is to go make observations to see if you are right. And if you are, yay! But if you're not, if you're truly lucky and you got it wrong, then that's going to bring up more questions, questions that require more explanation, which leads to new predictions, and so on, and so on, and so on. He
1: kind of sounds like Derek, doesn't he? I just realized. (laughs) Voice, well, I mean. it
0: was different. Defi- it was definitely inspirational for me. I mean, I've I have been using that video for years um, to keep myself in line with um, what I would consider more hygienic ways of thinking about things, and I can almost hear Charles rolling on the floor laughing. But um.
1: You know what, to me, people. This, this, yeah. this method, just real quick, this method that uh, Old Tiemann gives us at that second clip, it seems to help with more of the, and, and this is, forgive the words, the word I think of, but the more metaphysical outlooks of the world, um, it's really hard to apply that linear, dry, sterile, old scientific method to those kinds of things. And the thing that he presents to us feels like, we can encompass we could we could actually apply science to more topics instead of just you know the gravity and things like
0: that yeah i mean if you've got if you've got magic in a beaker then you're you're probably cooking crack right i mean um it's it's hard to do anything like like the element of spontaneity how how do you account for that in a laboratory? How do you recreate that? Okay, Justin, be spontaneous now. Don't happen that way, right. does it? So right, yeah, right. right but, so but,
1: so that we, yeah. but we know what happens. We we can see it. We can observe it. We just can't yeah figure out how to test it. Yeah, exactly. exactly. So what we have to do
0: is a, a workaround. What we have to do is, is is ways of ways of coming up with 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 techniques to to create that. Okay, so let's take for example. The 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 experiment that we're going to be working on this week. If you if you listen to Teeman, he said you make an observation and that creates questions. What do we have to observe? We don't have anything other than our normal humdrum lives right now. So where do we start? Where do we get our fingers? In? I have a solution. Uh, whenever I get done talking, Justin read aloud that that link that I sent you to the uh, to the quarter flipper but essentially the, the the experiment that we're going to be working on this week is determining a baseline and, and we're going to try to we're going to try to influence a quarter flipper okay and I and I'll get into that here here in a few minutes but what that does is it gives us some data to work with now when we get that data it's going to raise probably at least five questions and those all branch off of that single event that we're going to have to track down. And who knows where those other branches are going to lead us. I don't know yet because I don't know what the data is going to say yet. I can, I can guess, you know. We, we we, all can guess, but we really don't know. So we're going to have to do it. This is not a a speculative, you know, construction that we're building here. It's, It's got to have a, a basis in reality, and that reality is that we're going to have to play – with those quarter flippers just to create some data and then go from there, you know? But could you read that link for me right quick? And, and we'll include that in the show. I just want to get it on the audio. That way if the if if anybody's, uh, you know, MP3 gets separated from the blurb, we can always have that. And if you don't have it, I can hunt it down right quick. Just let me know.
1: Yeah, of course it's in, the, it's in the description, but as you said, some people may be listening while they're at work or uh, at the gym or something right now. So uh, the website is pickrandom.com, that's P-I-C-K-R-A-N-D-O-M.com, slash random, dash wheel, and then backslash yes, no, uh, no space there. So I'll spell it out for you. It's a p-i-c-k R A N D O M dot com backslash R A N D O M dash W H E E L backslash yes or yes no Y E S N O all one word.
0: All right. So, so, I mean, let's go ahead and jump into that. What, what are we going to do with this, with this wheel? Um, my idea was to set aside 2 or 3 minutes and it's very important for me it's very important to time myself i'm i'm going to start a timer counting down and when my alarm clock goes off i'm going to stop like i'm like i'm taking a time test in school again right um and i'm going to be recording my answers i'm going to record uh what the wheel hit on whether it be heads or tails but i'm also going to record whether i guessed it correctly or I was able to influence it to what I was trying to trying to make it flip on now that is that is the basis of of where we start and I would encourage people to keep it keep it all very linear like when you when you first go to that site I think the wheel is titled yes and no um if it says yes and no, you need to be thinking in terms of the, the affirmative or the negative. Um, if you you can go down below the wheel and change it to heads and tails, you just put heads in that first line and tails in the second, and and then click the submit button, and the wheel will change and it'll have the words in the wheel. Then you would well, of David, course be able you, to visualize.
1: David, to for to to keep the data pure, why don't you tell us which one you want us to use?
0: Um okay, uh w- which do you think would be easier, just yes or no that way, um
1: probably it's a default one, yeah, it's okay a default setting, I, think.
0: I just have an easier time visualizing the head of a coin and the tails of a coin, but yeah, okay, so we can use heads tails. please, just use yes tails, yes or no, and um use yes or no as the variables, and uh make sure that you think in terms of yes and no, and record whether you got it or not now, next week. Uh, when we're looking at the data, we may do something weird we may we may meditate or pray or whatever take a bubble bath or whatever puts us in a calming mood. We may try that beforehand and then do it the same thing again to see if our data changes and then we may try the the following week after that we may try um to do it under distress where we make ourselves uncomfortable um and and I'll leave that up to you. I'm not going to ask you to hurt yourself like like I will, but I will be in pain when I'm doing this. But you know, wh- whatever level of, of discomfort is not pleasant, you know. And you you would want to get yourself, and usually probably I would say in the frame of mind while you're doing it, so that you're highly distracted. I would say, but and, and we're just going to see if if those different things affects it, you know. So so that's where this kind of stuff is going. And then those are gonna raise more questions and we'll look into those. But um I guess now I would like to talk about the, the disclaimer stuff now that I've I've talked about pain. Um you know, this stuff is totally voluntary. You don't have to do any of it. Um I would like for you to, but you know, I'm not uh I'm not certified, nor am I a doctor, nor am I a lawyer. So it's at your own risk. Anything that you do, uh, and you think you want to do for the show, you're doing it at your own risk. And myself, nor Justin, or anybody associated with the show, is is liable for anything that happens. If if we come up with a, a thought experiment where we're, um, you know, um, imagining ourselves as a as some kind of woodland fairy for a week, uh, and, and then you uh, start to see Smurfs and it triggers some kind of um, some kind of mental disorder. I'm sorry, I I did not foresee that happening. I didn't think it was possible. And that's on you, right? So um and of course, also any information. Of course with anything,
1: well, I was gonna say of course with anything if you're if you're under the age of consent where you live, uh don't do anything that we do without without permission. No. It's
0: like an adult thing. This is like an adult thing, this isn't for kids and you know. yeah. Also, um, any information that you share with us, um, they're they're probably, I hope, hopefully, I'll be able to compile enough data. If you want to be listed, uh, you know, your name specifically, include that in the stuff that you send in. Otherwise, just give me your first name. And, uh, and, you know, calling somebody Barbara from Sacramento is so nondescript, you know, but yet, if you buy the book, there you are and you can show all your friends. So it's up to you, but just know that anything, you know, sent into the, to the program, uh, will and can be used, uh, for a profit. And that you probably won't see any of it other than the, the benefit you get from doing the experiment and playing along with the game. All right. <laughs> uh, <laughs> where do we go from here, man? Yeah. Uh, you got anything to add? I mean so, uh, we're on a mission now. We yeah, have the we have the so, experiment for next week.
1: So let's uh let's clarify what exactly we want to do. So uh you have us using the yes and no. So what is it how how exactly are you having us uh um, setting this up and then and then and then testing each value?
0: Well so going the link up.
1: So in other words, what's the first thing I should
0: be doing? Just just lay out the steps for us. Okay.
1: I would have a, I would have a, a notebook
0: handy, uh, wherever I'm keeping my data, and something to write with, and set set an alarm for how however many minutes you want to to play with this. Obviously, the more the longer you do it, the more um, accurate your results are going to be. It'll give you a, a bigger uh, pool sample. Um, but let's just leave the wheel like it is, and it already has yes and no's. So you got your book and your and your, you got your pencil and your paper ready, and and you would just start your timer and start spinning that wheel, you know. And then you well, you would write down what is it. Time, said. Right?
1: We we should all use the same amount of time. So 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 what amount of time should we do?
0: Okay, what let's do two, two minutes.
1: minutes, tell
0: me? Two, minutes. Two, two, two minutes. Keeping me straight here. Let's do two minutes
1: <laughs>
0: of, of, of punching like this button. button. You set your timer, <laughs> set your timer for two minutes, and punch that button as many times as you can. You know, and get and, and and as you as you hit it, let's say you got your phone in your non-writing hand and your other hand on the pencil, you would write what what the answer was and what you were trying to make it do. Then, beside that, you can um, uh, mark if, if if you were. Uh, if it, was in a, if it was in alignment, if, if you actually, if it worked, if it, if it like, if it said yes and you were trying to make it do yes, then you would make that third column an affirmative and you would count those. And then on a fourth column, you would have your negatives and so you would know when you, how many that you got wrong. So when you get done, essentially you want to say, it, your answers would look something very similar to in 2 minutes i punched this thing 100 times and and 50 of them were right and 50 of them were wrong you know and i had out, out of that there were more yeses and more noes or a certain amount of yeses and a certain amount of noes then you can take that data and look at it even further and, and you'll notice patterns like uh hopefully you'll notice patterns like most of the time whenever it said yes that you got it wrong or most of the time when it said no you got it wrong so you start to question then, well why am i missing it more whenever it's one way or the other you know and, and we'll just play with the data and once you get the data then we can play with it right now we don't have anything but we're setting up the um the ground rules for what's going to happen so you got a 2 minute timer yes and no record what it said and if you got it right and then and then you'll be able to count the end when you get done you'll be able to count how many how many uh there were in each column as it were. And then you'll be able to play with that data and raise questions and, and if you got anything uh anomalous, like you know, you, you were you were hitting it eighty percent of the time, you know, call in. Let us know. If if it come out, it should be fifty fifty. We all know a, a coin is fifty fifty. This is yes or no, it's fifty fifty. So if you got anything other than around fifty percent, it was crazy. Like twenty not crazy is a bad word. It was anomalous. It was different. Um, so if you if you only got it right 25% of the time, that is interesting. That is scientific information. Now, then we can try it again. You could try it again next week, and try to influence it one way, knowing that you're you know uh, you're you're counterbalancing yourself by picking the wrong one. So if I wanted yes, I'm going to say no, and then it comes up yes, and then I got it right. See. So you can play with this thing that, that way, but we got to get the data first to know what we got. That's just the thing; we got to have the data.
1: We're not, we're not setting any kind of intention this, this first round. We're just pressing. We're just guessing, pressing, and recording.
0: Um, that's a, that's a very interesting question, and I don't know. What do you think? Um, well, uh, should we try to influence the thing and make it do one or the other, or are we trying to predict the future? Are we just an observer trying well, I, to predict which way, which way you want to go with this, man? I think
1: for sure. I think for sure. For the first set, you should just observe what na- what happens naturally without your involvement, other than just hmm. being an observer. And then the second. Time okay.
0: Around,
1: maybe you try to manipulate the the outcome.
0: So so this week, this week we're just being a passive observer, trying to predict what it's going to say.
1: Or just That's observing, that. just observing what it says, and just just observing naturally, mm-hmm. and then from there, well, the question. Hey, my, I wonder no, if I
0: can that, manipulate. No, <laughs> no, my my nature is to make the thing say one or the other. That's my nature. But okay, we'll 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 do the the observation thing. That's great. So yeah, you're just trying to predict what it's going to say when you when you click it. Now, it's up to you. How you want to view this thing, I mean, it is an electronic quarter flipper. That means the thing that's actually making it happen is in a server in another state, so there's no uh, proximity doesn't play into this. And and also, it's probably based on an algorithm and probably is using time in some way uh, to de- to determine what the yes or no is, probably. I'm just guessing. I haven't looked at the coding of this thing. Uh, so there could be arguments pop up from the peanut gallery saying that this this is a non-viable way of trying to do anything simply because of, of other variables that we haven't accounted for. And I'm cool with that. And if that's the case, then we'll figure out another experiment to do uh, and, and address it in another angle. And we're still going to get that information because we're tenacious like that. We just don't stop. Okay.
1: All right,
0: so we are So for 2 minutes.
1: You go to the website, you're guessing, pressing, recording your findings and repeat for 2 minutes.
0: Excellent. Um and you might your personal information, you might want to keep up with exactly what time of day it is. Um that way, later down the road, you get to look, as as we're doing this over the weeks, uh you get to looking at it, you're like, "Man, I'm really better at 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 guessing what this thing is going to be when I wake up, than I am at the end of the day when I'm tired. You know that that might just be something that shows up in the pattern of things that we would have never guessed. You know, so uh, you, you might want to record uh, what's going on in your personal life, how you felt. I'm feeling good. I'm feeling tired. I'm feeling whatever. You know, I was I was feeling rushed. You know, all these factors, for all I know, factor into this thing, and we've got to we've got to gather the data up as it were and look at some patterns to be able to see where exactly we can probe uh to get more interesting things. Try to think. Yep. That's 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 about it. And I mean, more, we can't do nothing until we get that data. Yeah.
1: Um and and of course there's a very it's kind of a uh we can't of course um use you know the idea of being able to do control the environments and things like that, but uh um I think that the conclusion that, that we're gonna get to later on once we start building upon these experiments, um that wasn't that wasn't gonna be a factor anyway, so just bear with it. It's it's fun um and what I like about this this first thing that you're doing david, is that this this does open up the world to a much much larger uh reality than people want to know so i'm I'm very interested in seeing where this goes
0: mhm, yep, and we'll we'll definitely be expanding upon it, playing with it, looking into. You know using further you know future information to to direct where we take it you know there's there's gonna be th- developments occur um it's just a matter of doing it and that's that's all it is there's there's nothing to talk about just to do it and after you've done it then you then you've got something to talk about so let's end the show and um let's go let's go home and spend from now till till next week um Today is, I don't even know what today is, actually. Today is a Wednesday. It's 12? so uh, we'll, yeah, we'll, the So we'll try to hit it again uh, around this time next week, on Wednesday the 19th maybe. Um, you know, and it, it doesn't, you know, I'm a trucker. I'm, I'm just going to give this, this caveat. I'm a truck driver, and a lot of times it's going to be hard for me to hit, like Wednesday at 6 o'clock, so look for the show to, like, jump around sometimes. Because if if I'm way out in the country in Nebraska, my phone will not work. That's, you know, I don't, you know, there's no way for me to call in. So the the reality of it is, is that you collect your data. Don't just ball that paper up on Wednesday at 6 o'clock because I wasn't here. You know, that's gold. Um, Keep that. Keep doing it. And and eventually, you know, as soon as I possibly can, we'll come back and we'll use that information, you know. So um, this is not something that's time sensitive, you know um this is all an, it's an ongoing experiment really and and you're doing it at your, at your at your house you may miss a day that's okay you'll have four days worth of data to work with or six days whatever so um let's just gather that data up and meet back here a week from now and see what we got and play with it and that's all I got Justin all
1: right yeah uh i'll always give you at least a couple of days notice um just make sure you're hooked up uh, at the Nights of Awakening over on Facebook. Um, and while you're over there, you might as well join our discussion group because, uh, well, that's where the fun is. Uh, so, yeah. Now, we do have a show coming up tomorrow. Um, and we'll be talking about uh, our founding principles. So, don't be sure you don't miss that. That'll be at the uh, And I think it's 11 o'clock a.m. Pacific time and 12 Mountain and 2 Eastern. So make sure you're here for that. All right. Well, I guess uh, until next time, we'll see you guys next week.